0: Okay, you know what? We go live, and immediately Caitlin is screaming in the background. Oh my god! Perfect, perfect timing, everyone. Welcome Excellent. to okay. SDGC, folks. Okay, hey, can I please do my 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 intro, Derek? Nope. No please. one's stopping you. Okay. Hello again and welcome to SDGC for Thursday, January 30th. If you're not already aware, SDGC meets right here each and every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panel members and guests. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, like a separate show about movies and television, pre-recorded content, and a bi-weekly morning show every other Friday. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a sub. Every single podcast is archived the next day on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch. And you can find us on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. That was a hell of an opening, wasn't it? <laughs> That's the usual, yeah. <laughs> so, we, so uh, everybody, I uh, hope everybody had a good day. hope everybody had a good week. It's almost over. Yeah. Um, Hold on, Derek. What, what do you mean? My new camera angle is not cooperating. What's going on? Oh, with it's, that? it's
1: just because your camera keeps freezing up. That's an internet thing that has nothing to do with. Ah, I, was just, I was joking okay. that your camera uh,
0: is is refusing to change its ways. I was gonna say, man, <laughs> I, I look pre- I look pretty good. Um, and uh, good we man. have we have a very cool guest tonight. I actually asked uh, Stella, who uh, is actually at Parallax Stella on Twitter, uh, a streamer and a uh, a news uh, like on camera talent uh at ign stella i guess is the best way to describe what you do there
2: um yeah i was actually brought on as an associate gameplay producer so but then i started branching out into other stuff So I'm kind of what is that a multi-tool i guess
0: <laughs> you're a multi-tool a multi-tool i like or like an omni-tool, <laughs>
3: omni-tool. like don't yeah. call yourself
0: yeah, that, a tool that, that's, that's not it. nice
2: that's
1: a yeah,
0: thing. Yeah, that's John. <laughs> yeah, I, I, am, I am the biggest tool of all uh, on this podcast. Stella, welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to uh, spend a, an hour and a half with us tonight. We really, we really appreciate it. We'll see if you, uh, we'll see if you ever want to come back after, after you're done. Um, but for anybody in the audience who might not know about you or who you are, could you talk a little bit about how you got your start and what led you to IGN?
2: Um, Okay, so I've been streaming for five-plus years, and um, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but then that kind of broadened my horizons to so much other stuff that I could do, and for a while now, I think I realized that I wanted to do some on-camera stuff, I wanted to do something that was bigger than just my stream, and I actually saw the job posting on Twitter for this position that I'm in now, so I tweeted back at Destin, who's my boss, and we got into talks, sent him my resume, and got an interview. So it was really kind of lucky. I saw it at the right time jumped in on it. Um, It's kind of weird, because I definitely have my own brand. So yeah, with simple when he's (laughs) he's talking about my rant video that went uh, viral. I was not (laughs) counting on that.
0: (laughs) That was actually how I got introduced to you, by the way. (laughs) Wait, really? Yes.
2: Oh, wow. I mean, so, I guess I, I wouldn't put it past you because, like, a lot of people said they know me from that now. So.
0: Yeah. So so, so, I, so I, I actually didn't realize you worked at IGN when I first saw that.
2: Oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good, right? That means I'm doing a good job of separating the brands.
0: I think so. I think so. And that's the interesting thing, right, is that you've actually got two very distinct brands. Um you are you you know you obviously you are on IGN talking news on camera but you're also doing your parallax stella thing uh on your on your Twitch channel how long have you been doing that
2: Um I think it's going to be maybe 6 years now
0: Oh wow I didn't yeah. realize you've been doing it that long
2: <laughs> Yeah I think that kind of helped me get the job at IGN cuz I knew a lot about you know the back end of streaming and you know had to edit videos I was self taught and a lot of stuff so I think that kind of helped
0: Oh, I know. Uh, I know. Derek can relate to that.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? De-
0: yeah. Derek is our beleaguered producer, <laughs> <Yes>. editor, oh. <laughs> producer, general tech guy, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you oh my god! I have no more you
0: poor soul. And Stella, how long have you been at uh, at uh, IGN now?
2: Uh, I started last June, literally the week before E3. So as soon as I got there, Ooh. I got a week of training, and then Destin was like, "Bye," and half the office was gone. So oh, I was, so they oh. just
0: literally <laughs> threw you into the deep end of the pool.
2: <laughs> they did, and I was just like, "Okay, well, I guess this office is mine now." So you know, I just ran <laughs> circles around the office. It was fun. <laughs> you are I, I, guys. Uh, refresh my
0: memory. How many people from IGN have we had on now? We've had Adam. I know we've had, had Adam. Lucy. I know we've had Lucy. Um who else have we probably is it, four I think, or five four or five something like that yeah yeah so we are we are no stranger to ign here um and uh and it is an absolute pleasure uh to have you with us stella um and i will say it's not stella's fault that we were running a little bit late it's it, you can blame the trains it's, oh, it's actually the it train's gonna fault. Be my fault it's <laughs> oh it, no <laughs> it's the yeah, train's it's fault, fault. It's it's I, it's, the, yes, yes you're gonna fit right in here you are gonna fit right <laughs> in here everything is finn's fault um this is oh, factual
3: and I don't even Hold have on. a good
0: retort to it. Immediately, as John causes, I accidentally a- unplugged <laughs> my. Here. I
4: accidentally unplugged my shit here. John um, causes problems on accident. I, I, I do,
0: or, or on purpose. <laughs> Take your pick. Uh, Stella, just uh, j- just to give you a warning, we feel free to swear. There's no filter here. Um, you know, this is an after hours podcast, uh, as, as we like to say. So feel free to use all the following words you want, or feel um, free to not. Yeah. Or, or you don't have to yeah absolutely it's, a, it's totally laid back up to you. take your okay. pace cool I swear okay. I was a marine so I swear like a sailor and there's nothing I can do about it I thought um, you... but but I will try to I will I will try to I will
1: try to rein you it in you're a marine John man I didn't know that How could I know anyone? yeah it's like I never I talk that about it posts that we yeah <laughs> I never talk about
0: it hey okay okay Stella you, you were here you to,
2: and I love you a lot but like Man, no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Can I get that weed whacker picture again? Well, bus? this has been episode
0: uh, 176 of SDGC. I hope everybody had a good time tonight. Uh, hey guys.
3: Okay. <laughs> don't you know John's middle name is Subtle? Come on.
0: <laughs> Jeff, why don't you take us into our first topic? Come on, let's let's uh, let's stop bragging on John. and Start talking about video games. Oh, but okay, I wasn't. We'll get back to you later. Um... Oh, excellent! I can't wait. It's gonna be great.
4: Uh, so we had uh, a lot of earnings reports, um, the last few days. Uh, I just kind of grabbed some of the key points from the ones most of us are probably interested in. Uh, Microsoft changed how they report on their, um, gaming division. I think they changed it last year. It's, it was already vague and it's now nearly useless. Um, they haven't reported hardware sales in a long time. Uh, they got rid of monthly active users. So basically all we're left with is, uh, Xbox content and services, uh, which would be, like, um, subscriptions and stuff like that. Uh, how, many,
0: how many people have eaten a ham sandwich while playing Halo 5 uh, on Xbox Live in the past year? Uh, it's I don't incredible know, but it's, you down, knew. it's
4: down 11%. <laughs> hello, um, uh, so down 11% in Q2 2020, and their gaming revenue overall is down 21%. Uh, their Ooh. hardware sales are down 43% year Ooh. over year, Ooh. Ooh. which, I mean who's buying an Xbox right now, this close to next. I mean, it's expected. Everyone's probably seeing declines. Sony too, but uh, it's, I doubt PlayStation's deep.
0: seeing declines like that yeah. though.
4: No, no, it's, it's uh, especially exacerbated uh, with Microsoft situation. Now, simple
0: uh, in
1: chat is, is asking reporting to the public or to their partners. I, I'm presuming this is all specifically to the public and that, uh, yeah all of the have... info
4: in here as far as i know it came from public earnings calls so either divulged to their investors or um they, they put out public press releases on their sites as well so it's all public information these aren't any uh this is not any like insider scoops or anything like that you can go look this up on their websites but uh, also we have all
0: the insider scoops let's just be clear about that yeah when's metroid prime trilogy coming to switch uh metroid <laughs> prime trilogy will be announced in february and it will release oh, in... next month yes absolutely really? i actually okay. know when the, i actually know when the nintendo Direct let's is happening, let's keep please, moving oh, don't please don't continue. feed him when is the nintendo direct coming it's coming the second week of february okay don't feed him keep moving uh case stella doesn't
4: know john has predicted metroid prime trilogy for switch i would say at least it exists jeff year. it's real I've, I've it's had had been it. done. okay all right um <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's microsoft uh I, I guess does anyone have any comments on that? Like, are any guys looking to buy a new Xbox?
1: Um, it's it's really interesting because yeah, like like it, it, you're you're correct. At this is the point where the financial results, at least the public facing information, has become effectively useless. I mean, revenues being down. Uh, by what, what was that? Was it hardware sales were down forty three percent? You said, percent, and then yeah. total revenues uh, was. Uh, gaming revenue overall is down twenty one percent. Yeah, I mean like that's rough but at the same time they seem so happy with everything to do with game pass and they seem so focused on pushing their subscriptions and 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 those services that um it's just very weird how the, the lack of transparency that has come but i they're not showing us any reason to panic and they keep laughing kind of about the idea that anyone should actually panic, which I'm not a, a quick to panic type of person anyway, but is this weird then when you also get a complete stone wall on these kind of reports compared to what they had been doing just a couple years ago?
0: Well, Finn, I see your hand up. I want to kick something to Stella real quick and then we'll circle it back to you. I want to make sure we, we give our guests time to, to cut into this. Um, I, I know that like, so Stella, I'm sure you guys have had the, this conversation at the IGN offices, but this model, this doesn't really surprise me because Microsoft has been pivoting away from Xbox as a static platform underneath your television into more of a a, a complete service uh, across a broad range of devices for for years now. So I don't see this really as cause for concern because I think Microsoft is throwing all their eggs into the Game Pass uh, into the Game Pass basket. But I wanted to see what you think.
2: Um, so is this about if we like the Game Pass or not?
0: No, no. So 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 a, a lot of people are panicking about the Xbox numbers. I don't think there's any reason to panic because I don't think Xbox cares. I don't think they really care about getting I don't think they care I don't think they care about selling Xboxes anymore. I think they care about people signing on to Game Pass.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's whatever makes them money, right? Game Pass does a great job. I mean, they had so many sales, they were really pushing Game Pass for so long, like, hey, get a a month for like a dollar or something like that. Some
0: ridiculous deal, yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, you know what, that's not a bad idea because then it introduces you to a bunch of games. And then they're just like, hey, by the way, next month we'll have these things. And it's like, oh, maybe I'll stay on one more month. And that's how they get you. But I don't think it's a bad thing now that you can actually download it on PC as well. I think it's great. Like not only you're not excluded to just Xbox, you can bring it to PC. I think it's great. I think a lot more people can access games now and for cheaper, so I'm not too worried about it and I kind of moved off the Xbox to PC anyways, so
0: I think you know what's interesting is I've heard that sentiment from a lot of people actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if you're, but, but here's the thing, right? Like if you're playing an Xbox exclusive game on PC, you're still playing Xbox, in my opinion. Like you're still, you're still in, you're still invested in that ecosystem. And I think that's what, I think that's what Microsoft cares the most about is that not, not that you're going out and you're buying the Xbox series X or family console, whatever. They care about whether or not you are investing in their ecosystem. And, and I think this has been the vision for Microsoft for years now, and it's finally coming to fruition and I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. At I, I think the landscape at this time next year is going to be very interesting to see because it feels like PlayStation is resting all their laurels on a dedicated hardware, like hardware box under your television. And Microsoft isn't really doing that anymore. Um, Finn, I know you had your hand up. Uh, go ahead, bud. <laughs> no, you pretty much said it. Oh, did I steal your thunder, oh, no. Finn? You stole it right oh, no. out from under him. Did How I steal your thunder, you? Finn? I'm sorry, buddy. You know what? I take back everything I said. I completely disagree with everything I just said. Why don't you tell us while I'm wrong? No,
3: let's move on. <laughs> I'll have many more thoughts later, don't you worry. All
0: right.
4: <laughs> we're, we're all in agreement here. Um, so that's pretty much it for Microsoft. Uh, we'll touch more on them uh, in, our, in our next topic, uh, Sony and them as well. Uh, the next one I have here is Take Two. Not much. Um, they just put out a big, uh, release, uh, on their two big games, Grand Theft Auto 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, so no surprise, uh, they confirmed Grand Theft Auto 5 is, uh, the best-selling game of the past decade in the U.S. Uh, I could not have seen that coming. And, uh, but uh, this one, I-, I am a little surprised. I didn't know it would quite do this well. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the best-selling game of the past four years in the United Holy States. Holy shit. Are you serious? It? Really? Yeah. Wait,
1: it hasn't been out that many years. There's no way, right? God.
4: What? God. So that's how it's done just since it came out. It's already uh, the best-selling what? game oh, of the last four Oh, that makes sense. Years. But
1: also still what? Wow.
4: Wow. Um, so the numbers we have globally uh, is between both games, they've shipped 150 million. Uh Grand Theft Auto 5, I think we know, is around $115 million, which means Red Dead Redemption 2 has shipped 35 million units in just over a year, which man, is good insane. Lord. Now
3: imagine what they would sell if they were good games.
0: Oh Finn, my man. Did we... Ooh, my man, Finn, right? Re- no, Finn's 100% correct. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a video game that looks like it was made in this current gen and plays like a game from PlayStation 3 in 2008.
3: Hey, first of all, I don't actually mean that. I just wanted to get a rise out of Jeff. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I respect your opinion, Finn. It's different than mine, but I'm happy to hear it. All You guys are so fucking wholesome. wholesome. I love it.
0: I love you guys.
3: But, I mean, that's the question. Like, do you think, when's the next time do you think we'll get a real true new IP from Rockstar, like, how do they balance Fucking never. providing sequels and follow-ups to these massive money-making machines versus giving us something new? Because there were times I remember back in the way di- back days where Rockstar was pumping out new IP like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, were they it, though?
0: Like, I mean, I remember were. that State of Emergency game. You just like, don't remember like... most of them, probably. Just because it didn't
3: pat like uh, like last the test of time. They had bullied. They had. They oh, even bullied. dipped that's their right. toes oh, in the. Right. uh Table tennis game. We had. Did they do Midnight Club? Was that Rockstar? Midnight Club so. was Rockstar.
0: Um, L.A. Noir, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, L.A. Noir. That I thought that was Team Bondi though, and like Rockstar just published it.
3: But they were still publishing games that weren't. Yeah, thought, yeah, yeah.
0: And... No, you're right. I'm splitting hairs. Yeah.
3: Okay. No, that, uh, that, that's really good. That's a really Max good point. Max Payne. When was the last time we got a Max Payne game?
0: Two thousand. Remember Manhunt game.
3: We a had a Warriors game. We had Manhunt. We had Max Payne. We had Midnight Club. Let's not forget the game that never existed, Agent.
0: Yeah. Holy shit! I forgot all about Agent. Sorted Rockstar. Sorted Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I heard, uh, I heard Stella had shammed in there. I, Stella, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last Max Payne game we got was in 2012.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The years don't, the years fly by. So it was, me, when, kind of it was like when, it was when Max Payne long looked long like ago. me, right? He was
0: bald and he had a beard. <laughs> um, oh my God. He was, he was, he was just, he was just so. beaten down by life. I'm basically th- Max Payne in 2013. <laughs> I oh. think so.
2: I just remember people, was that the game where it was kind of like a, oh my God, what is it? Sandbox game?
0: No, so Max Payne, you had the bullet time thing. You had you had the um...
2: oh, okay, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah,
0: you could slow down time like the Matrix. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't that know that was... on the last
0: one. Yeah, Max
1: Payne three was oh, yeah, not exactly a massive hit, though, was it? Like they put some... no, I don't think so. it was. Yeah, I think
4: it came out at the tail end of the gen, and yeah, it because uh, Remedy did the first two,
0: right? So. Yeah. Oh, that's They've right. They've always been kind of
1: cult favorite rather than like big mm-hmm. mass market appeal kind of. They
0: didn't do. They didn't do Kane and Lynch, did they? That was Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Oh, of
1: course. That was, it was Square Enix, Square Enix, Enix published. <laughs> so of course, of course, it was Square Enix.
4: My favorite thing about Square Enix is I just constantly hear about random games and I'm just like,
0: I, you, I guess. Take the name Kanan Lynch and just erase it from me, dude. That game was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, the most
1: notable thing about Kanan Lynch is what happened to Jeff Gerstman for that review. Like that's yeah, the only thing, only thing yeah. long term
0: that matters from that game. So yeah, I'll tell you what, that guy's that guy's got integrity like I've never seen before. though. Yeah. Um, what I'll say is is um, and then Stella, I, I you know I'll, I'd like your opinion on this, but at this point with the way Grand Theft Auto five has been selling why would they ever not I mean, forget another a new ip why would they ever make a grand theft auto six i mean this is a living world now
2: yeah that's entirely my point too i was gonna say like they don't really need to expand anymore they've got the formula down why move away from something that works i mean it's like the call of duty games right Um, i mean until the jetpacks hit but it's basically (laughs) like (laughs) they know what's good they know what people want they people want to run around do what they can't do in real life and i mean it works for them grand Grand Theft Auto Five has still been going strong, especially with the modding community and the uh, RP community. So I think yeah. they really don't need to pivot. Like everything's right there.
1: Just keep GTA yeah. Online going, basically, and keep updating. Treat that like its own service forever. Well, like, and that's my
0: thing, Derek. Is is like you know the way that GT you know the way that GTA GTA Online. I can't talk tonight. Mm-hmm. the The way that's progressing. Why? I mean, it's basically Grand Theft Auto Six. Only you make your own story. Like, why would you? why would you like i'm sure that Grand Theft grant eventually is development. will but, like yeah it's gonna happen but why but rush I, it i i don't think it's good like i saw some speculation that it might be announced this year no mm, it won't be no. um I, I, you're not gonna see that game for another four years in my opinion it's gonna then, be a long fucking time the, the biggest
4: yeah. problem with grand theft auto 5 is that it's not a current gen game and uh, as a regular uh online player i can tell you the the online infrastructure in that game is ass and the community kind of hate plays it. Like, they hate it, but they, they put up with it. Um, but the I didn't know that. Because like, it was built for PS3 and yeah. 360 architecture, right? So, like, yeah. and while they've added content, I don't think they've done any sort of large overhaul to how... There was kind
1: of uh, an overhaul when like, they did the PS4 and Xbox One ports, I think. Visual right? and gameplay, but in terms of the back-end network oh, stuff for yeah, the yeah, online portion,
4: um, it's basically running on stuff that was designed almost a decade ago. So that's the only reason I could see to, you know, rather than pumping out content, I think uh, it'd be a good opportunity for them to make a new title, you know, get it again, an additional 60 bucks from everyone for the entire generation for every console and, uh, and kind of pull all
0: that stuff back together because, uh, you know, the online games have come a long way since that came out. So they so I, I'll ask more question and then we can we can move on from from Grand Theft Auto 5, but they haven't done any actual story content for this game in the form of DLC, right? It's just been Grand Theft Auto Online.
4: Uh, not it's for the single player, but the online mode does have story. Like each of the major updates have cutscenes. Um, they've got like an ongoing narrative. It's just all
0: confined to that mode. There's no but but, but 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 like there hasn't been any like, you know, you know, how four got the ballad of Gay Tony and, and no, stuff like no, that. Like, no, no okay. like
1: standalone built on the same engine,
0: like mini releases or anything. Interesting. Because I think, you know, you know, honestly, like I I'm not a Grand Theft Auto fan, but you know what would pull me in? Like an undead nightmare type deal like they did with red dead redemption i feel like running around that city with a bunch of zombies would be fucking awesome like that'd be great to turn even
1: more into saints row
0: (laughs) yes absolutely why not 10%. but anyway we can probably go ahead and uh, we can probably go ahead and move on uh i feel i don't know why i put this in here uh so ea
4: uh the only thing i have is they once again did not mention anthem poor Uh, Anthem. and they uh, confirmed the next Battlefield will come in fiscal year 2022, which is probably 2021. I I, I can't keep track of everyone's fiscal years. So Battlefield's a ways away. No talk about Anthem, and then they just had some numbers for some of their games. Uh, Fallen Order
0: did pretty good. Stella, um, do you have any uh, do you have any strong feelings about EA or Anthem in particular?
2: Uh they disappointed me with Anthem. I played. I think the they beta disappointed a US. lot of people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I was just. I was so excited for it, but you know, it kind of dipped. So it's fine. But, anyways, <laughs> it, it, um,
0: it, do you think that? Do you think that anthem? Do you think that the servers are still active a year from now?
2: I think so. I think there is a fan base that is. I mean, everything has a fan base, right? Like, I don't think they would be putting effort into it. I do know that they have a Reddit page. And i think that that forum is pretty active i've looked at it maybe like a year ago and i think people were still talking about things you know asking about hey how do you do this raid which is pretty cool um i know they tried to fix some things and that brought people back to it so maybe there is still like a decent medium player base but
4: and they added it to the um ea origin vault i believe as well or the access uh they added the that to the vault pretty
0: quickly though didn't they jeff
4: yeah uh, i think within six to eight months after it came out um, but that's again there's a lot of people subscribe to those services and
0: maybe just
4: having access to the game is
0: enough to get them in there. And yeah. So uh, Jeff Panzer, uh, Pan- Panzer two in chat said, I'd love to see the Anthem numbers. Uh, player numbers. I, th- I, I thought they meant uh, sales numbers because it sold great initially. Like it sold really well, really front loaded. Um, yeah, it was yeah. one of the best selling games uh, at least in the first half of the year. Yep. I think it was like number fifteen for the for the generation or something. Like I mean, it was a it was an extremely high seller, mm-hmm. and it fell off a cliff uh, player player wise. Um, well, and
4: the the thing about games now it kind of ties into the Microsoft stuff. You know, we mentioned it's not all about the sales of games, the sales of um, these boxes, right? It's, it's all about having people engaging and uh, playing your content in your ecosystem. And what we've learned with games recently too is it's not so much day one sales, it's what's your player attention like? How many people are logging in every month? Because that's what drives the season passes, the battle passes, the microtransactions. That's the big money for these companies now. And that's why I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they can turn Anthem around, but if they can earn some goodwill back and get people playing that again, uh, and make that kind of an addictive loop, um, and feel rewarding. It's, it is salvageable
0: with the, with that model, but it's going to take a lot. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 think it's too late for Anthem personally. Like I, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like, uh, I don't play, I never played world of Warcraft, but I do, I do play final fantasy 14 and I do know that the MMO world is, um, very congested and there's not a lot of room for big players. Um, Like, you know, constantly we heard about over the years about WoW killers, you know, World of Warcraft killers, you know, it was Lord of the Rings Online or it was, you know, Asheron's Call 2 or it was Final Fantasy XIV. And these genres, these very particular genres, these shared world, open world, whether they be RPGs, MMORPGs, uh, online shooters, there's, there are room for, two maybe and and not a whole lot else and well we I don't just... have
4: time to we don't have time to play everything right so like yeah you, even if you say like maybe anthem is a good game you know i didn't personally care for it but if you if you say okay at least it's a good game it's not good enough to just be good if you're trying to you know if you've got competing with destiny and division and you're as good as destiny but someone's already playing destiny you need to be better why so would i stop get, playing because right. why would i stop playing the thing i've been playing for seven years right
3: so it's- that's been the double-edged sword of these uh persistent games these uh what were the, the games as a service genre games as a service is yeah. that they're designed to last years now but in order to retain that player base you have to not only have enough content to keep them interested but it has to be content good enough to stop them from peeling off into other games Mm -hmm. And it's it's the double edged sword. You could have a fan base giving you money for years, but you could just as easily instead Mm of doing the one and done and standalone DLC in the more traditional method be completely overshadowed by another game. And because you're asking for that same time commitment, you might get nothing.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Stella, is there anybody over at the IGN offices who plays Anthem in any meaningful way?
2: Not meaningful, like, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the brutal um, truth. I know Destin used oh. to
2: love it, and he was the leading guy for when it was first launching, and he did all the gameplay stuff for it. But then, as soon as it came out, he was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Because <laughs> I mean, so. like, well, like, Destin is like your—he's—he's he's the Destiny guy at IGN. Like, he. Oh yeah. Yeah, like he <laughs> and loves his that built stuff. for
2: it too. <laughs>
0: he loves so, that stuff.
2: Yeah, so when Anthem came out, he was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great," but then you know, he was sorely disappointed. Um And so now he's still the destiny guy, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Stella, quick question: So if you aren't big into Anthem or anything, what uh, do, are you currently invested in? A games as a service, like long-term game. Like, what is your current passion?
2: Hmm, like an RPG, like an MMO sort of thing. Or just, or any,
0: just... any any I guess line, like any on online, online any giant online game, ongoing game, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess Apex Legends. <laughs> That's the one thing that I keep going back to. Um, I would like to say Destiny, but I haven't touched it in a few months. I haven't so... played it in a long time. Yeah. A like long I want time. to so badly because there's always cool stuff going on, but I just don't have the time to invest in it. Well, so I'd probably yeah. say Apex because you can get in and out of games so quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's You know, Stella, it's interesting you mentioned that because I used to play a ton of Destiny until I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy. And then <laughs> I generally tried to... Um, Stay away from MMOs, but I fell into Final Fantasy and last year ended up putting like 400 hours into it. And, you know, we, you know, just like Jeff said earlier, and just like you said, we only have so many time to play all these fucking games that are hitting, you know, and, and I just fell completely off of Destiny about, I would say, almost a year ago. And I just have not gone back um and so now when i see everybody talking about this like oh there's a big puzzle the community's trying to solve oh, i'm like yeah, i yeah. have no idea what's happening i don't know what's going on well and that's
4: interesting and maybe we could talk about that a bit um i know the last week there was a, a lot of chatter i think there was a forbes article that went up um just basically talking there's been some i mean there's always unrest in the destiny community i feel bad for that team no one's ever happy with the game um <laughs> but this article was basically saying Uh, So Destiny has really changed its model. Um, There's games like Final Fantasy where they just release content and story content. And you can come back two years later and just catch up and play all the content. But what Destiny is doing now is they've got these kind of like limited live events. They last a week or two and then they're gone and something else comes in. So it's people feel very pressured to, uh, I guess, do everything in this really squeezed time frame. Uh, And they also have this big fear of missing out and it's actually just anecdotally, uh, I know a lot of hardcore Destiny players that have been pushed away from it recently because they're like, oh, like I just can't, I can't keep up, I can't get all this done and then everything resets and changes to the next thing. Um, So I think it's a really tough balance. Like why they're doing that, I think, is to try and make sure there's always something for people to chase and you don't have people complaining like, well, there's nothing to do. Um,
0: But I think it's kind of having the reverse effect uh jeff real quick i just want to give a very big shout out to our favorite npd analyst matt piscatella in chat matt is a longtime friend of this podcast and he hasn't been able to be he hasn't he hasn't been able to join us in a long time because he's super busy but matt it is so good to see you in there and we miss you buddy
3: saki especially misses you Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but sorry i just wanted to i wanted i wanted to get that off my chest please continue oh
2: um
4: So, I don't know. That's pretty much it for EA. Uh, We've got a lot under Nintendo here, if you guys want to talk about Nintendo. Yes, I definitely want to talk about Nintendo. That's a surprise. So, I'm just going to run through it all, and then we can kind of pick it apart. Uh, Sure. So, and I should mention, all the numbers um, that I'm pulling here are coming from primarily uh, our friend Dom's playing uh, on Twitter. He does a lot of nice summaries. He's a cool guy. Go follow him. Some of the financial stuff, and uh, coincidentally, he's a huge Destiny fan. Uh, And our old friend of the show, uh, Zooch, EX or Z-Huge. Z-Huge. I, I, I Z-Huge. We, we coined, Z-Huge. coined the original term it's, Z-Huge. It's, it's we, we absolutely butchered the name, <laughs> like but Juglion. that's what we're going with. Um, so uh, I, I, just kind of um, so uh, I just kind of parsed all these numbers from them. They, they put together really easy to understand summaries. So Nintendo, hey, real, quick, they, real quick, Jeff, thank you to Pollux Oil and chat for gifting those tier one subs. Yes, thank you. Um, so Nintendo, uh, what do we got? Switch lifetime sales update. Uh, Nintendo Switch is now at 5248 Uh, lifetime that's million uh that according to tom warren uh, microsoft guy that surpasses the xbox one lifetime sales which we don't have hard numbers but we figures around 50 million uh so switch has already passed xbox one that is wild Uh, for the past fiscal year which is not yet over uh they sold almost 18 million units five million of which were switch lights that was almost a third of the units sold in the last year are switch lights Uh, and they raised their target for the end of the fiscal year, uh, from 18 to 19 million. Um, so that the big takeaway here is the switch light is, uh, it's not people buying a switch light instead of a base switch, people are still buying the base switch, but they've kind of tapped into an additional handheld audience, uh, with the light, um, Nintendo online is now 15 million subscribers. That's up from 8 million last year. Nice. That's, uh, 29%, almost a third of switch owners subscribe to switch online. And uh, we had a couple interesting updates on some games. Pokemon Sword and Shield sold sixteen million units. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's uh, wild! So the the boycott did very well. And uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, uh, I believe, is the best selling in the series with over five million units sold it's already. I like to see. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, if a Switch entry in any franchise comes out, it's going to be the best selling in the series. Fire Emblem Three Houses, right, just became best selling in its series. Yeah, remember correctly? Like- yes,
0: it did. Yeah, I mean, dude, dude, like like if it's a first party game and it's on Switch, like it's almost at this point, it's almost guaranteed to sell a million plus copies. Well, like they, I don't, they
4: said uh, Astral Chain
0: crossed a million recently. I'm Hell so yeah.
4: fucking happy. That game
0: was awesome.
2: Yeah, so but anyway, cool. like a niche
0: platinum game. Like, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. It it's it's on. Awesome. Stella, have you awesome. not played? Have you not played? <laughs> no,
2: it? I, I unfortunately am not one of the millions who has a Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know.
0: You need to hop on that oh, Animal no. Crossing. That thing looks great. Oh,
2: it looks so pretty. And I think that might
0: be what breaks you. <laughs> the,
2: yeah, that might be
0: that, it. <laughs> that, th- that blue color tone on the new Animal Crossing Switch looks so good. Look, it's
2: I, just I so pretty. Who doesn't want that? I, I, I don't even care about Animal
3: Crossing, and I want those Joy-Cons in my life. Like, oh, those Joy-Cons. Those.
0: Oh my God, like I sold my Switch Pro to get a Switch Lite because I'm a handheld guy. Switch and I Pro, never you back. have,
3: you have, you <laughs> mean a mythical Switch Pro? Did I say Switch Pro? <laughs> you did.
0: <laughs> Holy but, shit. John, I guess at this point that is the Switch Pro, right?
1: Those aren't even coming out this year.
2: That, yeah, that's the closest we'll get to it for now, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right. So, so yeah, fuck it. I sold my Switch Pro. I sold my <laughs> Switch Pro and I got a Switch Lite and I have not looked back and I don't regret it because I love my Switch Lite, but. That Animal Crossing, like those Joy Cons and that dock, mm-hmm. holy shit! Yeah, nothing makes like... me.
2: Sorry. No, go no, ahead. please, no, please don't. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, I think they the sales are just doing really well because everyone loves portability. They like being yep. able to take their stuff on the go and also be able to share the game with their friends. If they want to be like, "Hey, check this out real quick," they can just hand off one of the Joy Cons. Yep. Um, and any Joy Cons work with this, so you can buy it more. Um, and then the Switch Lite, like that, just makes it. Even better because people are like, oh, that's like half the price of my console that my son has or that my friend has. So cool! it feels so
0: like it just it just feels good to play on and to hold. Like it's got this really, really nice matte finish that Mm -hmm. just feels really. Oh, it's so good. I love my Switch Lite. I would
3: love to see what the breakdown is of Switch Lite owners that that's actually their second Switch. Yeah. Because interesting. I know of several of us, me specifically, my Switch is for home, but because I travel so much for work, I got a Switch light because better battery, more portability. It's been wonderful. I know multiple people that got a Switch light already owning a regular Switch. Whether or not they swapped it out or not, how many people are new Switch owners versus people either upgrading or adding a Switch light? Well, to their home? And what's
0: interesting about that, Finn, is that... Games actually look slightly better on a Switch Lite due to the denser pixel count because the screen is smaller.
2: Oh, that's fair.
3: Oh, you know? look at us getting all... I uh... know, we're
0: all technical and shit. We're really smart on this podcast. Speaking Euro of smart, Eurogamer you... better watch out. Jeff, when... <laughs> we're coming for you, Eurogamer. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you, why don't you keep going? Move this train <laughs> forward. Uh, that that was basically it for the, do we have... the finance stuff. Um, as far as, do, do we have sales numbers for individual games? I I had those pulled up. Um, only a couple i think we yeah, had uh, eight... i go ahead no uh i think they did post a larger list i just didn't oh no jeff there was mario kart mario kart has sold over 22 million and i'm talking mario kart Eight deluxe not this just is not the switch counting version? just the switch version has sold over 22 million copies so that's uh almost wow. a half of switch owners bought that game that's that insane. is like that attach
4: rate is wild Nobody does attach rate like Nintendo. Nobody. Like, a good attach rate for a Sony first party game is like 10%. It's it, very I mean,
0: good. Yeah, it is. It is. It is absolutely. I just, I, so here, so here are the numbers here, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Z-Huge. Uh, I'm looking at his, uh, so. Y'all are killing me. Uh, 20. So, so what's that?
1: <laughs> I said, y'all are killing uh, me with the
0: z here. Yes, I know it's Shuge. I know it's Shuge. We call him Z-Huge. That's just, that's just the way we do it. We've all, we've done it since he first appeared on this podcast. Um, he says a uh, 20.21 20, uh, 20. million Switch hardware units were sold in fiscal year 2019, which was up from 17.41 million. Um, and they've actually... Uh, Jeff, did you mention that they had upped their projection uh, for... Yep. For 20... Okay. Um, I'm looking for the... Um, he had the software sales here. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find them. But, I mean, 22 million for Mario Kart. And maybe actually, you know what? You know, we got an NPD ch- guy in chat literally right now. Matt, I think it was, I know it was over 22 million, Matt, but I can't remember the exact number, but that is, that is, I mean, that is basically their Grand Theft Auto 5 in terms of sales. That game is never going to stop selling. I don't think we're allowed to compare anything to Grand Theft Auto 5, but. What's that? I said I don't think we're allowed to compare anything to Grant the 4050. Okay, I'm at this speaking point, but... I, okay, I am looking at sales. Not yeah. no Mar- no, Mario is not gonna get out and beat up a drug dealer and take his drugs I meant more oh, than like it's like saying like Yeah, my fourth yeah, grader so, is that's right. My fourth grader is I don't know why. I mean he does he does he does, each, a he does eat a lot of elementary school yeah. he does eat a lot of mushrooms. That's that's hundred percent true um well hold on Derek what did you say I said my fourth
1: grader is the babe Ruth of his elementary school like it's just (laughs) not a, you know (laughs) I mean
0: yeah but uh yeah no I so 22 million sales and that game came out in two in uh I want to say like the middle of 2017 so not even three years yet not even three years after that game released um And I had had a theory that they were that... uh, Because that Mario Kart... So, like, the team that works on Mario Kart usually releases a new game every three or four years. So it's been... uh, It's almost about three years since Mario Kart 8 Deluxe released. So I had a theory that Mario Kart 9 might be happening this year. But with the the way that game is still selling... I mean, I play a shitload of Mario Kart, and I I get a full race within seconds. So I'm not sure they need to right Stella like like I, th- I feel like it's like a Grand Theft 5 auto situation for Nintendo and which is and what I mean is is why would they actually develop a Mario Kart 9 when 8 is still just absolutely crushing it in sales
2: uh, yeah I don't think they need to maybe they could add DLC like at this point because then it would get people to buy the game and then buy extra DLC you know I feel like that would be the smarter move but I don't know if, if the game looks fine I don't I can't think of a reason to make another one, but who knows? They could always add crazy stuff. <laughs>
0: uh, the fact that we don't have a su- or like um, like a new Donk City track in Mario Kart is a crime. Like it's Nintendo's, actually a felony.
4: Nintendo's approach or lack of the DLC is really strange. Like Super Mario Party was begging for extra boards.
0: Nine million copies that game sold. Yeah,
4: off. nothing. Mario Kart been out forever. Not like I just I I don't understand it I I really don't.
0: They're leaving so much money on the table. I I, I mean their their Nintendo's approach to online is really strange. Mario Mario Party could have gotten new minigames, could have gotten new boards, mm-hmm. um, and I, I love Mario Party and my my we we used to play it all the time here. with you know me my wife and my son and we fell off of it because you can only play the same board so many times before things kind of get old and there was no online functionality. And, 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 and I just, with Mario Kart, Mario Kart's another one. Like we, we, I mean, we're, I I don't get it. No, you're right.
3: Because I mean, especially in this era where Nintendo was finally embracing DLC and the fact that the internet exists, Super Mario Party seemed like such a slam dunk with both yeah. internet multiplayer and DLC for new Take your Switch up to a rooftop party. And, and like
1: like everybody right? does. It's a great Let streaming game. Let us live game. the
3: dream. It is. And and yet they it seemed they went out of their way to to hamstring it because or maybe maybe it's all a long con and Super Mario Party 2 is going to finally give us those features we desperately crave and give us <laughs> no, five boards to play on. No, it's I don't not. know. No. Uh, like, I'm not. getting a little you know wild that. here, but uh, you know we, that. Who knows? Just saying. Jeff, uh, Jeff, do
0: we have more Nintendo stuff?
4: No, um, I think it's a good time we'll, to to shift off from that. Uh, so our next topic, uh, I alluded to earlier in the show. Um, we've got a lot of buzz and already some evidence of Microsoft and Sony uh, branching out from their their primary systems. You know, traditionally the model for consoles has been uh, the hardware manufacturer has their first party studios develop games exclusively uh specifically to sell boxes that they make and um microsoft obviously has thrown that out the window uh you know they're publishing minecraft already on multiple platforms uh all their games are on all their first party stuff is on pc um they put stuff like ori uh and cuphead on switch um and now sony's making moves uh so we did see over the last few years, slowly, they didn't get a lot of press, uh, but we saw some previously PlayStation exclusive games like Flower and Journey uh, from that game company make their way to PC uh, via the
0: Epic Store. Thank uh, God, just Journey, last year, like everybody needs to play Journey. That game um, is
2: such a gorgeous game.
0: Perfect, Stella, it's mm-hmm. perfect,
2: yeah.
4: Uh, just last year, regardless of how you feel about Quantic Dream, uh, we did see Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls and uh, Detroit Become Human
1: all Wait, make their way. Those are
2: good games. I, I like them too. Shit? Who's yeah. talking shit? Who's talking shit? I'll,
1: I'll tell you who. I like Heavy Rain. Derek. I like Heavy Rain. <laughs> um,
2: I, I, never, I, I love Heavy Rain, of... and I
4: even like Beyond. I haven't played Detroit yet. Uh, I've not played Detroit either.
2: Okay, Pollux is talking shit? All right. You want to you
0: wanna <laughs> fucking go? Holy shit. <laughs> Pollux, you don't he fuck up, dude. He wants to go. Pollux I, done fucked I up.
1: I do have some misgivings about the, the, the secretly made nude Ellen Page model in Beyond Two Souls, but, like... I gotta wait, separate <laughs> yeah there's a f- wait. Yeah. wait I didn't know this yeah like, and it was made without Dang. Ellen Page's knowledge or consent no I didn't yeah okay. uh, was gross. Yeah. gross yeah. Yeah. yeah but like that's the thing David Cage is kind of a gross person but to a certain degree there's always a, a small amount of separation between what one man does and a whole studio but like that was a, a weird sticking right, point Pittsburgh. for yeah. me so gross yeah but like i had I like, no idea yeah is so not did, great to be
4: clear he didn't just like make it like there's like there's like shower it's not scenes used there's
1: shower scenes scene. but the thing is like yeah. the model of her that is nude is like to some degree detailed um like to a degree For that's stuff that
4: never shown in the game yes it's beyond what is and required, again she so. was
1: not aware that it would it not be a beyond barbie Souls. doll model
2: yeah
0: (laughs) so stella's fitting right in here i like it
2: everyone die a little bit
0: (laughs)
3: that was me yeah Mm -hmm.
4: so we did see those games make their way there um and then the latest we have is uh i believe it was uh, jason schreier who broke it that horizon zero dawn is coming to pc uh we have um naughty dog with job postings looking for experience with pc specific technologies like nvidia and DirectX. Mm -hmm. um the you know assumption is it's related to the last of us 2 could be something else uh and there's also rumors that dreams would be cut making its way to pc which would be very good for the uh and creator community uh be a huge hit there so what were your you know the trend is clear that the companies oh and the big sony one i forgot about is they did announce um last year as well uh san diego studio who does mlb the show uh made a yeah. new deal with the mlb uh, to publish that. it. Rest on... in
3: peace, Matt piscatella's wallet. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> platforms. Matt.
4: Multiple platforms. They didn't specify which. Uh, safe to assume, maybe mobile switch, uh, maybe Xbox as well. So your games are going everywhere. Um, I'm just... Ooh. Go, Finn. What do you I, think?
3: I've, I've been waiting to make this terrible joke that's going to make John's eyes roll so far back in his head. But I'm so happy that PC gamers will have such a fun experience coming on the horizon. Oh yeah, God. yeah. I went there. I've been waiting <laughs> so long for that. I I just uh, okay.
0: Yeah. uh yeah, you. We got it. We I got needed it. that.
3: We cool. Got it. Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> we got, got it.
0: It. We got it. You yeah, know. Yeah. Excellent. You know thank
3: what? You, and I just want to thank our Finn. guest for being such a
0: stellar.
2: Oh my-, oh my god, Finn, what
0: the fuck? Just, Finn, yes. I fucking hate you. Oh my oh, god, me. chaos.
1: Can we please- Holy
4: shit, can we please continue? It, it's funny we have these people on this call. So, Stella, um, I was fortunate enough to actually go to PAX uh, West last year, and I met uh, actually, it was just the four of us, um, and I met these three for the first time, and Finn made a joke like that. And I believe I asked him, are you like this all the time? And I experience- <laughs> no,
3: uh, if I may, because it's my favorite moment of Jeff ever, is I don't even remember what the j- dumb pun was, but it was a very good one. And he very just dumb. turns to me and goes like, how are you like this all of the time? And it just, it, it my heart grew three times that day. There's no <laughs> off switch. <laughs> there isn't. This is who I am. And uh, and I'm delightful.
0: And it's fantastic <laughs> let's 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 a continue self-review.
2: a self-review okay <laughs> great uh so i guess a- anyone great. could
0: chime in what do
4: what do you all think of uh this shift i guess it's obviously good for for gamers do you think it's gonna have a is it mean they're gonna sell less consoles or is it kind of not a you know are they just expanding their audience rather than shifting them i think expanding
1: audience more rather than shifting it um i think mm-hmm. especially you're you're not likely to see a lot of like sony first party games hitting pc day and day right like it might with stuff like mlb the show where there's like a specific um like deal in regarding those games being multi-plat uh with mlb but like other than that i think you're gonna see games continue to be for the most part like certain games and not all of them and ones where they might be a year or two already released and their kind of sales are dwindling on the main platform and they can get a boost by going to a secondary um, system. Um, You know, I mean, it's stuff like Microsoft putting uh, Cuphead and Ori on Switch. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think Microsoft's going to be the same way. They will be putting these games out. They will not, for the most part, not be day and date. And I don't think it's going to be anything close to their whole libraries. It's just going to be where it makes sense to the consoles that it makes sense you know, and you're going to see them be less resistant to that. I think I'm going to have so much more fun watching us all really put the pressure on Nintendo um, (laughs) as the only holdout of the three and knowing that they will never give in, but still seeing (laughs) the pressure, the screws getting tightened on them. um, Mario on OUYA. We want it. Look, there's Mm. not a whole lot of reason that Nintendo 64 and Super Nintendo games and stuff like that can't be put on a bunch of different e-shops i'm just saying you don't got to put mario odyssey on there but you know put super mario world on xbox live arcade you know what they don't even use the arcade terminology anymore do they i'm very trapped in the
0: 360 era wow <laughs> i'd like to actually get a. would like to get stella's take on this as somebody who is who's is in the industry and uh and, and kind of has their finger on the pulse in a
2: way that we don't uh i think it's just expanding the i don't know the the audience i guess like the the sales with consoles will never go down. Everyone loves casual gaming, right? Yep. like families like it. Like it's just so easy to sit down and be like, "Oh, what's this? Pick up a controller, right? As opposed to learning, keeping on a mouse. So it's way better. It's a better introduction. It's funny. I actually went to a shoot where um we played with some football players, right? We played Call of Duty, and they mostly played on p s four or Xbox. So it made more sense cause it's easy to pick easy to pick up, you know, put back down, and go about their days which, again, is why I think the Nintendo Switch does so well. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that console sales will ever die, which is why I think that this is kind of a good move. It expands their audience. It doesn't make people feel, you know, isolated. It doesn't make PC gamers feel like, hey, we just don't get any of this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's a nice inclusion.
0: Stella, do you do you see PlayStation moving towards a more Xbox model uh, at, at any point in the future? Like, Tra- kind of transitioning PlayStation more as a more as a as a service to be enjoyed across multiple platforms as opposed to just a box sitting under your television.
2: I don't know. That's tough because they've been so exclusive about their stuff. Yeah. And I I know they've been branching out. Maybe they're testing the waters. Honestly, maybe that's what they're doing this year. But it's been really hard to tell because for the longest time, even I think even Fortnite was hard to do. Like, um, they were hard to convince to do cross platform. Until Mm -hmm. recently, so and that was like the biggest selling game. They could have been making a lot of money off that. So I don't know. Hopefully they're testing that out because that'd be really great. Because they've been the most exclusive.
0: They really have. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and that that I I think that would just do great for their numbers.
0: And you know, it. it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh no,
2: it's fine. I'm just like just because I want to play one game that's on PS PS4 doesn't mean I'm going to go out and get it. You know?
0: Mm -hmm. Right, but. Like you know, the, the the option to like if you don't have a PS4, the option to play something like a Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a fantastic game, uh, on on PC, for example, is is great. I I don't I don't see that as splitting the audience. I don't see that as a bad thing. Um, I see that as more people able being able to play games, and mm-hmm. and that's something that we we advocate for here uh, I, on this podcast. I, you know, like I, everybody should be able to
4: play. I think to Derek's point, like he said, like it's it's going to be the games that make sense. So. <laughs> You know, there's certain games that are going to sell PS4s like The Last of Us, um, right. like God of War. So maybe not those games, but maybe the games like Dreams or, uh, you know, the, the smaller stuff where it's it's great added value for people that have it. But no one's, you know, you're not bundling that with a PS4 and people aren't going to Best Buy to specifically buy the console for that game. Um, that'd be a good candidate for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting it on a different platform where it's like, OK, I wasn't going to buy a PS4. To play this but now that it's on a console or you know a pc that i do own i can actually at least pay and buy the game and play it um and then just reinforce what stella said like expanding that audience but not necessarily losing it
0: yeah no i i i see this as a positive um i i don't i i don't know if they're like so horizon zero dawn is coming to pc i don't know how soon games like The Last of Us 2 will come to PC because I think that I, it is Sony, and I do think that they want to keep those games anchored on whatever PlayStation console they have out of the time for a good long while. I I, I think you you will eventually see those games come, but just as we've, we've seen PS4 ex- exclusive sorry, uh, come to things like PS Now, those usually happen several years after the release. So I, I don't see... I don't see any of their big new releases dropping day and date on PC like you do on Xbox.
1: But knack for wrong. PC.
2: I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on, did you uh, say you have a knack for PC?
1: No. Uh, famous Seamus in chat said knack for PC, and I'm, uh, I'm backing okay. that up. Sure. Let's go. I just saw, Keep the uh, dream alive.
4: Matt said earlier, Finn, more like Win. am I right?
0: Oh my God! I hate oh God. it. I hate this. This is why we have God. the
3: greatest community on the internet. Uh,
0: Are we? Have we truly... hit the? Have we hit the Apex Legends portion of the discussion yet? No.
4: Uh, yeah. Oh uh, let's oh let's jump into that, John.
0: Why don't you carry us through? So uh, so today, uh, so I, I think it was last week when we got the first uh, tease of a new uh, Apex Legends character, mm. um, and it was a it was a great fake out um you know like it was what was the name uh still what was the name of that character it was like generic (laughs) i'm mostly white man
2: forge yeah forge
0: right it was it was forge and and in the reveal trailer he was immediately killed off (laughs) uh which yeah i thought was great i i i i thought that was great and i'm not even somebody who plays apex legends but i thought that was fantastic marketing and today we had the reveal of revenant um Mm who is a very cool looking character with what actually looks like a very poignant, interesting backstory. And Stella, I'll I'll kick it off to you because you, you've you've been doing this at IGN all day, basically.
2: Yeah. So basically the two games that I'm allowed to be lead on are Apex Legends and Fortnite. I really prefer Apex Legends, but don't tell my boss. So, um, yeah. So today I kind of did a breakdown of the trailer, the story trailer that came out. I don't know. Did you guys see that today?
0: I did, actually.
2: Okay, it's so dark. I it's love really it really is. I love that stuff. So there's a lot that can go into this. I don't know how much you want me to rant because... Please I, rant, rant, I, rant. Rant away. You rant guessed. away. Okay, I'm a big Titanfall nerd. So a yeah. lot of this... And I don't know if you guys knew, but Apex, you know, is takes place in the Titanfall universe after the wars yep. that um, the first two games were based on. I
0: love Titanfall 2. It's one of my favorite shooters. Oh my there... God, it's
2: so good.
4: Sorry, Stella, is there like a set time frame, like how long after Titanfall 2 or something like that? Or
2: We don't know. We just know that um, the Syndicate, which was the group that founded the Apex Games, th- we just know that they did it after the wars ended, so a couple of years ago. Um, it has to be within a lifetime though, because Cuban Blisk, who was the guy who was trying to get you and BT in Titanfall 2, He's still alive, and he's assumed to be the founder of these Apex games, because his mercenary group that he led was called the Apex Predators. Yeah. So that was probably the um, inspiration behind the games. Um, Oh, yeah, and he was obsessed with having, like, the best pilots and shit, so, you know. Um, Yeah, so with this trailer, I'm trying to go over my notes that I wrote today. Okay, so... Revenant is basically confirmed to be a a simulacrum. (laughs) It's a
0: weird... Uh, You know, I know the word you're talking about. Simulacrum?
2: Simacular?
0: No, I know exactly what the word is, and I'm going to be thinking about it all night.
1: (laughs) Simulacrum?
0: (laughs) Simulacrum, yes! I don't know if that's it or not, but please. It is. It's okay. Producer Derek. So,
2: um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically, he's this transferred consciousness of... A soldier, like an old mercenary soldier, um, and he's been put into a robotic body, which is what Hammond Robotics, you know, comes into play. Hammond Robotics in the Titanfall games or in the Titanfall universe, uh, they supplied the Titans, they supplied the war machines, like all the robots, um, firepower, all that stuff for the wars for the IMC, which were the guys trying to take over, and basically farm from independent planets and take all their natural resources and basically starve the inhabitants of, you know, food and their homes so they were the bad guys basically um so it turns out Hammond robotics has not been shut down since the war and instead they've been trying to you know keep doing their stuff and apparently revenant didn't know that he was you know one of these robots that he was a transferred consciousness and he that was found so out. wild yeah he only found out because something in his wiring got messed up at the end of the trailer when he pulled out this uh glass shard that was in his neck and that's when you decided to take revenge against Hammond Robotics, which is why the Apex Twitter has been tweeting out that there have been attacks in the Hammond Robotics facility and all that stuff. And this sounds super nerdy, but I love this. I love when games do stuff like this, like give us little bits of story that we have to piece together.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so the most interesting thing in this trailer that I think a lot of people who haven't been paying attention to game releases might not get. Um, there was a little girl. Uh, her dad was the target that Revenant was supposed to take out because he was working as a mercenary. So this girl, she was gifted a silver wolf, right? And people were like, wait, this wolf, like they keep cutting back to this girl. She has to be really important because at the very end of the video, they zoom in on her face and she's just like so angry. She has so much rage in her heart and you can just see it. They did a great job with the uh, animation as well. So I looked into it um, and I don't know if you guys remember when Apex first launched, there was like a bunch of data mined information about future legends, and they confirmed Mm -hmm. Watson, they confirmed Octane. Um, There was another character named Loba. And if you take Loba and translate it from Portuguese, which is what her father is, like his Mm -hmm. ethnicity is Portuguese. Yeah, sorry. And um, if you translate that, it translates to Wolf, the female version of Wolf, and she was gifted a silver wolf. Oh. So a lot of people are assuming that this takes place um, before Revenant, before now, right? Mm-hmm. Revenant found out, let's say, like 10 years ago that he's this robot, and he never chose this life, so he decides to take revenge. Um, and he just found out where Hammond Robotics is because they announced with Forge they were going to sponsor him on this planet. So he knew where they were. He decided to come to them and try to take them all out. Um, and people are speculating that Loba, this girl... You know, she's grown up. She also hears about Revenant, you know, just causing havoc everywhere. And she finds out that he's reappeared. And so maybe she's going to come back into the games so she can take matters in her own hands and take out Revenant. So that's the most interesting bit of lore that we've discovered, which is really crazy.
4: So do you think are they, and I, you know, I'm, I played a lot of Apex, played like 70 hours at launch, but I'm a little bit out of touch with it uh it's really cool how the two universes are connected but it seems like they're still mostly doing their own thing do you feel like they're going to be building to anything in the future either you know not necessarily bringing titans into apex but do you see some sort of bigger kind of cross-pollination between the two platforms or even a new game or something from apex coming back in a potential Titanfall 3 like do you get the feeling that they want to join them a little bit more closely or do you think they're happy to just kind of take bits and pieces from each one and put it in the other
2: Um, so I actually got to do an interview with Finn Sempella, the CEO, and (laughs) yeah, he said that Titanfall 3 or another Titanfall game wasn't off the table, but they weren't focused on that. So Mm -hmm. I think they're putting a majority of their efforts into Apex because they can, you know, it's a a live game. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, And the fact that people found that data mine so early on in the game means, you know, they planned out this far. So it makes me curious about how far they've planned out, and it makes me really interested and excited for the future of Apex. But of course, I would absolutely love another Titanfall game, because that was that was my shit. That was <laughs> my soul. That was my heart, you know? That was the first FPS game that I really, really fell in love with.
0: Do you think we're gonna get so, it, Stella?
2: I don't know, man. I really hope so, but that's a lot to wish for, because I know mm. they have their hands full with Apex. And they just came out with uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, was
4: it fall in order and fall that's going to get a yes. sequel for sure right yeah,
2: yeah that, so. it has to yeah yeah because i don't think I, they dsc so. planned for it so that means probably probably, probably. follow up i mean I as well so. as it's done
1: as well as it was received like they seem surprised even by how well it did so mm-hmm. i mean it's on on track for 10 million by the end of uh, march so Ooh, okay now Ooh,
4: i'm
2: surprised awesome. even wow <laughs> See, I hope that this, the thing is, I think Respawn's been a bit afraid to take risks with stuff. Like, Titanfall 1 and 2 were fantastic, but it didn't get the traction that they needed, and that's because they took a big risk, but EA, you know, their publishing company, kind of screwed them on everything, so they decided to play it safe. They came out with a battle royale when, you know, battle royales were popping off, and then they were like, oh shit, this is actually doing well. So now they're coming out with a lot of stuff again, and I hope that this gives them the confidence to try Titanfall 3 or another Titanfall game because a lot more people know respawn now.
0: Hmm. As in terms of in terms of player base, I know. So where do we know where Apex Legends is in regards to games like Fortnite or PUBG, or like like wh- where does it fall in that pile? I know it's been a big success.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think we have their numbers exactly. I know they came out with their public numbers after oh, when was it after launch but i know those numbers kind of fell off but i think i think they still have a pretty strong player base I, not I quite, did, yeah. yeah not quite fortnite but i want to say better than PUBG because i don't know many people who play PUBG still <laughs>
1: yeah. neither do i yeah i mean it still I think... takes no effort to get a match in in apex legends you're not waiting for any amount of time to get into mm-hmm. a match the player base seems really 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 healthy um i I just, I have to, I'm, I'm enamored by um, Apex Legends, by Respawn's work they've been putting into the game, by their work ethic to not um, overwork their employees while providing, you know, a content drip uh, to keep that game updated. Right. Um, it's, I mean, I, I don't envy their position, but they seem to be doing really well, um, you know, despite those those difficulties and kind of self-handicapping in that regard. Um, it just makes me
0: very happy. So does anybody else here like i i fell off apex legends because online shooters just like usually aren't my thing however were they to drop big ass titans in there were, if we were able to ride some some big mechs in there and, and you know get a little i like that honestly would pull me back in um because with the popularity of apex legends i think it was like what like a month or two ago like the um, that combined with like a sale, the player count in in Titanfall Two Online like skyrocketed suddenly, like it mm-hmm. it, it shot up um, a, a great deal. Um, and I I never felt like Titanfall itself got the shake it deserved. Um, like for example, in Titanfall Two, uh, I can't remember the name of the mission, but the mission where you utilized uh, uh, like manipulating time, cause and effect, cause and yep. effect, oh, yep,
2: that's is everyone's favorite. It's one of the good fight- reason.
0: It, it It is up there with, with the Clockwork Mansion from Dishonored 2 for me as one of the best gaming experiences I have had this generation. It was um, incredible. It was so good. And I want more of that. And I really hope that Respawn gets the opportunity to deliver that. Because as popular as Apex Legends is, like... The online, the online multiplayer in Titanfall 2 was exemplary. It was so, I have never been sucked into an online shooter like that before.
4: I, I think it's really unfortunate. Um, Titanfall never recovered from the Xbox One launch. That no. first game was an Xbox exclusive. It was on 360 as well. And it should not have been. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm not going to criticize, you know, pu- developers, publishers, they take deals, they make deals that make sense to them financially. But, um, you know, the Xbox One had a terrible launch uh, and that game was on there um you know so ps4 players never got a shake and then when titanfall 2 comes out you don't have that established base on the other systems like yes titanfall 2 is now on ps4 but you know it they don't have that association with it. imagine if titanfall yeah. 1 launched everywhere and everyone got to see how great it is and then they just take that second one and step everything up a notch give it that great campaign uh i just think it could have been really different if if the first game had had a different. Yeah. Uh,
3: they,
1: yeah. they rolled the dice on exclusivity, and I don't think it was necessarily a bad idea. Like,
2: on I mean, paper. hindsight, right? Like, yeah, hindsight been, 2020.
1: Right. I mean, if they'd made the exact same deal with PlayStation, they'd be in a different situation entirely, and that's not, you know, something that they really could have totally foreseen, uh, you know, what happened to the Xbox One during launch. I think they suffered from having no campaign. Uh, they got a lot of negative press for that, and it was at a time where online games. I mean, not having at least something of a campaign was still a really unusual thing, Um, you know, even though that's more commonplace nowadays. Uh, And the sad thing is that carried over to Titanfall, too, because I think what you see a lot of times is um, that games, big games and big, heavily published, heavily publicized series tend to be impacted more by the goodwill of the game they're coming off of than how good the game itself is. We see a lot of really heavily improved sequels sell really, really poorly because the first game or the preceding game was not well received. We see a lot of really bad sequels that do really well because of goodwill from the first game. Um, Titanfall was just in such a rough situation. Um, I also want to point out that, um, you know, I love, and I want to see, all of these aspects of Titanfall come back, but uh, as our buddy Steve Spahn has pointed out uh, as he's been on the show, Titanfall, the mechanics, the layout, everything about it has, is not very accessibility friendly uh, for those who are not like, or for those who suffer any kind of executive dysfunction, um, you know, the complexity of the mechanics of the wall run and the uh, double chump and and the uh, the Titans are apparently not the easiest thing to control by their control layout. Um in in a way that Apex Legends is is significantly more accessible in that regard. So I'd probably like to see those stay mechanically kind of separated. Um but like if Titanfall 3 ever came, I'd love for them to learn from Apex Legends that the ping system's incredible. You know, I mean every game should copy
0: that. Honestly. So um we've got about another 10 minutes um i think we have exhausted our topics for tonight jeff am i am i mistaken about that uh i got nothing um it's been kind of a slow week it's been kind of a slow it's couple been a of slow weeks. start to the year hasn't slow it?
1: means it, not dramatic and i'll take that at this point <laughs> 2020's been hard
0: y'all so it, it, it's been kind of a shit show so far. Um, talk about are... coronavirus for ten minutes. No, well, no. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Let's please do that. Let's not deal with that. I have, um, I have an idea. Overly. Panicked. Well, well, hold on. Oh, I'll go go ahead, Finn. What's your idea?
3: I was gonna say. You know, we we talk about a lot of news, but why not talk about something coming up? Like, why you? Why don't you everyone tell me what is something coming out that you are actually legitimately excited for?
0: I love this positivity. Let's do it oh fine fine stella what is something coming out this year that you are supremely excited for
2: cyberpunk yeah, oh, yeah. a I just lot of people games are... that you can throw yourself into the first person story mm-hmm. stuff I, I i just love that stuff i just love immersing myself in a game world and anything cyberpunk related is totally my shit. like altered carbon so good you and loved it.
0: deus Ex, did didn't you
2: I didn't, unfortunately. <gasps> really? Oh, that's the surprising gameplay, to me. The gameplay mechanics, it couldn't decide if it wanted to be an RPG or if it wanted to be a shooter and I was very confused and I hated it and I was that's very solid angry. Point.
4: <laughs> the cool thing that's about really Cyber, the cool thing about Cyberpunk is I mean, I feel like every other game now labels itself an RPG, uh, but Cyberpunk is really doubling down on that character role-playing aspect where you uh you know, the dynamic reactions to how like very, um, very just dynamic and uh, really heavy on the systems aspect. It's not like the Mass Effect or infamous like good versus evil, like black and white um, reality stuff. And I just love that flexibility and uh, how it feels like building your own character and not playing someone else's character, all the different choices and dialogue options and people reacting naturally to those. Uh, that's the one thing about that game I'm super
3: excited for. I'm oh. Sorry, I, yeah, yeah. I called you out in chat. I called, I, you I out, I called I, out your slip I, of the tongue.
1: Yeah, I uh, It was completely unintentional, but I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> what?
2: Nothing.
1: Continue on, folks. Ignore the little sassy gay in the corner, please.
2: Oh, you Oh, yeah.
0: you guys, know you 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 fucking you guys here. Um something I am we have that in my mind the rest of the night now. Um something I'm excited I'm excited for a lot this year. Uh, Animal Crossing. Um very excited for uh future of Final Fantasy Fourteen content. Um mm-hmm. I am also very excited for uh the Panzer Dragoon remake uh that is coming out uh apparently soon. It was supposed to come out in winter twenty nineteen. I haven't seen anything for that. Uh but cross code coming to Switch, uh, chain uh chained echoes coming to Switch, uh both uh 2D pixel 16-bit pixelated RPGs you guys know that's exactly my fucking shit. Yeah. Uh it's Crystal cat product-
3: nipped Me and John. What's that? It's like our cat Oh, absolutely can- dude.
0: No. Yeah, no. If I could cut that shit up and snort it I would. Like that's that's exactly my shit. Um and uh yeah, like uh stuff coming from nintendo like I, you guys know i'm a nintendo guy so i'm i'm jazzed about even if even if they're wii u ports which i know of a few wii ports that are coming this year wii u ports bring them like I, I fucking love nintendo so this is gonna be a good year for me um derek what about you oh man i got a couple um resident evil 3 remake is probably my biggest
1: right now uh because resident evil 2 remake Ooh, was shit, my, yeah, my to, runner-up yeah. for game of the year la- uh last year um i'm incredibly excited uh, Doom Eternal is obviously going to be a big one That's for me. That's another good one. Um, it's hard because we don't know a lot. Like, not a lot of Nintendo stuff has been officially announced through this year. That'll change and, the and, uh,
0: Nintendo Direct in two weeks.
1: Yeah, well, look, Nintendo, I'm not I'm not biting that bait. Nintendo stuff is always <laughs> something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, but, but yeah, Doom Eternal, um, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I am curious if avengers even comes out this year. I know it's been delayed to later in the year, but we've kind of talked um and, and I'm with Anthony Agnello that I I don't know that it even hits this year. Um you know, but if it does, I'm really curious about that, especially with them putting uh, Kamala Khan up front. That's a nice way
0: That's a yeah. Yeah, putting putting
1: such a fun character and and putting a, a young Pakistani woman uh up front uh of a game like Avengers is a uh just a great fun uh way to kind of shake up the the image of Marvel we've had for so long in pop media. Um I'm trying to think um I'm not as as super super stoked about FF7 remake as everyone else, but I'm very excited that and Animal Crossing, like I'm excited they're coming out for other people. I'm excited other people are going to be very happy for them. Um but uh, you know, we got to see. We got to see. I I think uh, I'm waiting to see what gets the now get the blah, 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 announced mm. yeah Resident Evil 3 remake that's it that's a big one
0: I fucking can't wait for that shit dude yeah. I love Resident Evil I love everything Resident Evil Jeff what about you
4: um, I mean we the obvious, already know Yeah, they, I'm going to skip the obvious one, so everyone knows I'm super looking forward to Animal Crossing and Final 7 remake uh, Final Fantasy 7 is one of my favorite games uh, but I want to give a shout out to uh, Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2 ooh, uh, I yeah. played the first nice. game I only played the first game a few years ago. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, it was an RPG set in the Vampire Underworld. Um, It was originally like a a Source Engine game released in 2004. It was super buggy and broken and basically unfinished. Um, There's been some unofficial mods and stuff released since. Uh, But it is, hands down, has some of the best writing I've ever played in a game. The sense of humor, uh, the style, the atmosphere is wonderful. And it's getting a proper sequel with what looks like a healthy budget. Um, All the modern niceties. Uh, of video games, and it's coming out this year at some point. I think it was supposed to be early, like March, until it got delayed, like everything else. Uh, but I'm really, really looking forward to that one.
1: Who has
0: not gone? Has everybody gone? Mm-hmm.
1: John, don't you dare do this to Finn yet again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just kidding, Finn. you Finn.
3: We went through everyone. <laughs> Go ahead. Everyone ben. that matters. <laughs> womp, womp. No, I mean, so, so there's obviously the big <laughs> ones like, I mean, I would be lying if I wouldn't, didn't say stuff like Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which surprises even me considering my disdain for the original game it's based on. But my God, the remake's so good. Anyway, I'm going to go with, I'm going to be like Jeff and, and pull out a, a game that you don't hear very much about, but I guarantee. Is gonna be incredible, and that's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Because Ooh, I yeah. that, that comes out in like five weeks, and I'm very excited. Fuck. I love the first one. Um, there's just it's it's it was the first time I turned my Xbox on in so long, and I, I bought it, I pulled it out and got a new one just for it. My original one broke a month before the first Ori game came out, and I rebought an Xbox just to play it and it was it was so good it was everything i wanted to be and this is somehow looking even better so that is uh probably going to be the first game of the entire year that i truly uh love and i'm very excited for ori will of the wisps
0: i'm very excited for your excitement finn oh thank you oh you know i love you buddy you know i love you uh we are we are bumping up against our time here Um, I, there are a few, uh, a few things I wanted to throw out there real quick. Um, I know that we are living, this, this isn't game related, but, but, you know, with everything going on, I just wanted to tell everybody out there, I know that we are living in uncertain times, uh, in this country. Um, and there's a lot of worry going around. Uh, and I just wanted to remind everyone that your, your feelings are valid. Um, and if My DMs are open if anybody ever needs to talk uh, about things that are happening or or unload. We also have a venting channel uh, in our Discord uh, where you are welcome to go and and kind of talk about whatever might be bothering you. Um, And uh, I also wanted to to say something about myself. Um, Everybody may have noticed my camera angle. Is a little different tonight um there's a reason for that and i did not tell anybody else in the podcast the reason for it i just said that i switched my camera angle the reason for it is that i if you look at my uh if you look at my photos most photos of me you you never you either always see me face on and you never see me smiling with my teeth uh the reason for that is because i suffer from ecto uh, ectodermic dysplasia Uh, which uh, manifests itself in over a hundred different ways. It's uh, a malformation of the teeth. Um, And in my case, uh, mine manifests as very uh, abnormally sharp crooked teeth like this. And it's something that I have been very self-conscious of uh, my entire life. And this is kind of a way of me. I've been. I've been. I've been making a point to smile with my teeth during the podcast. This is kind of a way when. This is kind of a way of me overcoming that and uh, not being not being concerned about it or, or, or ashamed of it. And there are people who have it. Uh, there are people who uh, are afflicted with ectodermal dysplasia far worse than I am. Um, but again, it is something that uh, has been with me my entire life. Uh, and I got teased for it a lot uh, in high school, uh, grade school, high school. Um, I have had minor, uh, minor corrective, you know, minor corrective procedures to to take care of it, but there's really not a whole lot you can do for it. But this is kind of my way of just kind of displaying it, and uh, and and showing that there's there's nothing wrong with me, and there's nothing wrong with with any of it. Um, so if I seemed a little distracted tonight or a little a little uncertain of myself that's why because this is this is this has kind of been a thing for me for a long time uh, but anyway before we go i do want to remind everybody that we have our first ever stgc panel coming up at pax east um we are very excited about it uh it's myself uh finn is on the panel uh and our friends from the industry uh amanda farrow tom johnson from game ranks uh christy pride um uh, Kyle Gatto is on there, uh, and uh, Finn. Am I missing anybody? Uh, oh, and uh, Sarah LaBeouf, uh is on there as well. We are going to have a great time. We are going to be ranking the Final Fantasy spinoffs. Um, and spoiler that is...
3: alert: uh, Theater Rhythm's going to win. I hope so. it does.
0: Like that or Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. I am a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan of both of those. Just kidding. Uh, it's going to be all the bravest. It, probably I, I i will make sure it's all the bravest just to piss people off <laughs> I, nothing... I saw someone uh, ask on twitter if kingdom hearts is a final fantasy spin-off uh, it so, is so so i can reveal now that we are including the first kingdom hearts we are not including any other kingdom hearts games oh, um we are also including the mana series uh like final fantasy legend secret of mana seiken Densetsu 3 we are including all of those as well um no, I, don't know how I feel but I don't know. They were explicitly so, yeah, labeled hey, Final they, Fantasy that's, Gaiden that's in Japan. So that exactly. You know. They're spin-offs. Uh so please look forward to that. Uh that is uh the first day of PAX, which is uh February twenty seventh at six PM in the Condor Theater uh, in Boston. Um Nothing and if you, uh, right after that we are going to have a SDGC meetup. I know that a lot of people who watch us and listen to us will be at PAX East, uh, and we uh, we've said this before, but we will be having a meetup right after the panel, uh, and we'll we'll all hang out. We'll we'll go somewhere. We'll just have a good time. We just want to meet you all and hang out with you and talk with you. Uh, because we would be nothing without the people who watch us, without, without the friends and family who have been with us for so many years. And this is a big moment for us, and we appreciate everybody's support. And I I will end by uh, by saying, um, don't be ashamed of who you are. Uh, don't be uh, don't let anybody tell you that you are worth less than anybody else um, because you're not uh we all have to take care of each other and stella thank you so much for joining us tonight uh it was a real pleasure having you on and i hope that you will join us again uh, in the future
2: yeah of course it was so great to be here thank you so much for thinking of me of course Um, i might be at pax east so maybe i'll even Join you guys for that meetup? Yeah. If you want to join us for the meetup, that would be well the shit. You
0: should. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Finn'll have yeah. some extra sakis for you. He will. <laughs> Finn actually gives sakis out at each one of it's these. It's true.
3: Conventions. So every convention we give away sons of Saki or daughters of Saki, Your call. I just <laughs> we go with the alliteration, and uh, they're given away. There's two flavors of them. There's oh the flavors. friends of the show. There's friends of the show socks, and then there's best of show socks that we give out to developers and stuff for our favorite games on the show floor. It's yeah. how we do our like best of awards. Finn, have um, you revealed
0: so- the the special socky prize you're giving out? Uh, uh, you yeah. know what? It's been a it's been a while, so let's do it again
3: um, at PAX East at our very first meetup. There's you know there's there's something universal about socks, right? If you have one, you have another. Well, we've never revealed what happened to the OG Saki sock twin, but it will be given away to one lucky person at PAX East. You will get the original Saki caught at the Muse's Mardi Gras parade in 2016. (laughs) Not purchasable in stores. They moved on to throwing socks now,
1: huh? That's how that works.
3: Hey, I'm just saying, man. This is a Mardi Gras throw and that's, uh, that's why we love it so much. So. Excellent. Else.
0: That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we will. Yeah, I know. Julian Chad is right. Like Saki has more lore than people realize. Um, and, oh,
3: and Chad as well. Please yeah. remember that, uh, CD project red Corey Balrog and Did you say Balrog? People, Balrog? I did. I, ba- I said Barlog. That's what no, he you said. said I heard it. <laughs> Mr. God of War Balrog. has a Saki and unironically loves it. It's amazing. So does Sam Lake. Sam Lake enjoy loves his Matt Tella his... has one of the originals. The
0: people at Remedy. The last time Corey Barlog uh, posted a photo of his office, Saki was right there on the wall. Ah, uh, it was awesome. Oh, that's great. It it was, was there's nothing quite yeah. like
1: going past um the the booth for night call which was a very French noir themed uh like adventure game that that had a very like French noir themed black and white booth uh awarding them this bright colorful sock and going past later and seeing that it was pinned up in their their extremely dark black and white French noir themed booth uh
0: uh, it's, it's I, a I just delight. have to ask one question before we go. Finn, have you worn any of the socks you've given out? Oh, Never. Okay. That would okay, be. Good. That would just be want a good. I to make a sure.
3: Violation of the trust. I want to make you know sure. We 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 uh, we adopt the socks from uh from you know because local
0: rescues, right? <laughs> exactly. They're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're band all socks in a bit of band. That might actually be worse though.
2: Yeah, because then you don't know. It. You can't. Even <laughs> Damn, burn. You're That's right. <laughs> I've only made it worse. I'm trying to give them backstory, okay? We need to get off the
4: sock discord. Yeah, it's failing miserably all of a
0: sudden, Finn. (laughs) But anyway, uh, thank you again to Stella for joining us. And um, hey, it's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next week, please take care of each other, and we will see you later. Finn, if you dab again, you're off the fucking podcast. Take us off the air. No more dabbing.